0: It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. I am so excited to be back with you for day three. Today is all about sabotage. We're going to be talking about sabotage. Raise your hand if you've ever sabotaged your results. raise your hand if you've ever done that before where you have started something and it fizzled out it fizzled out in some way oh i love this i love i wanted to recap today or yesterday and so i love what seema brought in enjoying the freedom from diet brain i had pancakes two for breakfast it was not guilty at all wonderful wonderful yeah lots of you are feeling the sabotage um so I want to recap for a minute. I want to help us see that every single day this week, we are building on to something, right? We are building, we are adding a skill on top of a skill. We're building layers, just like from day one, not foundation, right? We're building this foundation. So, so far we've learned how to start listening and learning to trust the inner voice, and what is telling you versus the outer voices, the diet culture messages, trying to tap more into our own bodies, which lots of you are practicing, and I love hearing that. Um, and then yesterday we talked about creating your own vision and stepping into that identity. And I want to know how are you guys feeling about your vision? Like how how are you feeling about um, the vision that you that you want to step into? is it clear? How was that exercise we did yesterday? Um, Are you still having a little bit of struggle with it? Like, I want to know, what did you come up with when you um, thought about your vision um, yesterday and, and what it looks like and what, what feelings came up for you? Excited. Yeah. Yeah. What else? What other visions? What other vision? What is your vision? What do you want? What are you looking forward to? Remember we talked yesterday about how we can't, we can't know where we're going unless we a have the destination, where that is, right? We have to know where that um, vision is and what that lifestyle looks like. right? We don't just get to the the destination and then, like, don't enjoy it. Right. We look at the lifestyle of the destination. What lifestyle do you want as a woman of wellness, as a confident eater. Right. Um, and then remember we talked about making sure we are meeting ourselves where we are and knowing that like, that's, that's, what's going to bridge the gap, um, is helping us understand those two things and knowing that we can be the guide to get there. So I'm glad that you guys have kind of been working through this. I have had some comments of, you know, I don't really know what that vision is. I don't really, I can't really see it. If that's the case for you, I want to encourage you to think about what might, what do you want to feel? Okay. It's okay. Maybe you don't see exactly what it looks like, but what do you want to feel? What are some of those emotions that you want to feel? And how can you practice tapping into some of those emotions right now? And as you go along, more of that vision can unfold, and that's normal. Our visions will change. Our visions will, um, you know, they'll 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 go through changes, and that's okay. Okay. <clears throat> um. Hold on, just a minute. Okay, let's. Um, yeah. Today I stopped following a dietitian from whom I used to get low calorie diet plans. No more diets for me. Yay. That was our whole goal of this uh, of this week was to help you understand what it looks like to ditch the diets without losing control, without, you know, that the history of what has happened in the past when you don't diet um, and what, is, what y- you are capable of without it. And stepping into that level of trust. So we have our giveaway today and I'm really excited because I've already seen the person here. That's the giveaway. Uh, So Marianne Ellis, you are our winner today. Congratulations. Um, Will you please email me? Elizabeth at a woman of wellness.com. And we'll just send over your gift card. But I know you're here, so uh, my my awesome Jill sent me our little wellness wheel here, and or not wellness wheel, our um, she does random random name wheel or whatever it's called, and you're the winner. So remember, if you want to uh, be part of, if all you've got to do each day is comment, say you're on the replay, I'm here, like something that tells us that you're watching, you're being present. Um, within the 24 hours of the call, and then your name will go into a prize bucket. So um, yeah. Congratulations, Marianne. So glad to celebrate you today. Um, okay. So this is great because Sima, you started off our day with the right kind of question. How will I reach my goal? <laughs> right? We talked about that. And I wanted to talk about this because What's happening is you're, you know, you're, you're transitioning away from this diet culture, this diet mindset Um, you're stepping into this identity, but there's an elephant in the room kind of, right. Like there's this elephant in the room that for most of your life or, or however long you've dieted, right. Um, The story that you have, the belief that you have is we've talked about before is that when you're on the diet, you are in control. But when you're off it, you're out of control, right? So there's this fear associated with, well, if I go out of off of the diet, what's going to happen? Am I going to lose control? Am I going to gain, rate, gain weight? Does anyone feel this fear? Um, because I'm coming in and I'm saying, well, go off the diet. Let's talk about going off the diets. And you, it's okay to have some of this we have a student in food freedom that calls it her, her porcupine quills come up, right. They, they come up and like, Oh, that's kind of scary for me. Right. Something is, something's triggering me. And, um, I just want you to know that it's okay. It's okay that there's some fear there. Okay. And that's what this challenge is for is to help you understand, kind of see that big picture and help you understand what it looks like to ditch the diets without giving up on those goals, without losing the control, anything like that. Um, And just know that like, just because I'm coming in and saying, go off the diet and start trusting yourself, that can feel big and it can feel heavy and that's okay. Okay. So just know that like those emotions are okay. They're welcome. We're going to be talking about three ways that, um, three ways to prevent sabotage and thus weight gain. If that's something that you're afraid of, today. And that's, what's going to help you. My goal is that these trainings help you step into a place of calm and knowing like, okay, I can, I can trust this process and all of that. Okay. So, um, let's talk about sabotage. I'm going to pull up my slides really quickly. Hold on. Um, where did it go? share my screen Okay can we see that Let me make sure Yeah So here's what we have How many of you would classify sabotage as being a failure Or you know you would you would say something like I failed and thus I sabotaged my efforts anyone, give me an emoji, give me anything, um, share with me, let me know what, um, if you feel like that's a synonymous word, sabotage and failure. I failed. I sabotage my results. Um, it's very common for us to think like this. It's very common for our brains to think about this. Here's what I want you to know. Here's what we need to understand about sabotage today. Sabotage does not equal failure. Sabotage is when you don't meet an expectation. Have you ever thought about it this way? And you have your note, you have your workbook today. You can write notes and stuff like that. Um, But have you ever thought about it in this way? Sabotage is when you don't meet an expectation that you have. So you expect something to happen. It doesn't happen. We call it a failure. We call it sabotage. And here's why we sabotage. It's because we create an expectation of perfection. How many of us How many of you are guilty of creating this expectation of perfection when you start a new diet or a new healthy lifestyle plan or anything like that? How often do we set ourselves up to be perfect in the process? We overhaul all of the food. We go shopping. We throw all the junk out, right? Like all of the things. We set up a new plan. Buy a new plan, whatever, and we expect it to go perfectly. Always yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we have an expectation of perfection. And that's the definition of sabotage. Okay. So I want to train your brain today to recognize that you're not a failure. Um, because the definition there's a bug flying on the definition of a failure is giving up the pursuit that's it the fact that you're here right now that you're still showing up that you're still working on it automatically makes you not a failure okay So the reason that you're sabotaging is because what you're doing every time you go back into that diet cycle is you're setting an expectation of perfection. My life's going to be perfect. Nothing's going to go wrong, right? All of the above. I'm going to do it perfectly. I'm going to have the perfect scale. Like it's just going to two pounds every week or one pound. Like it's going to just be this linear progress. And we sabotage when the expectation of perfection isn't met, right? So We are going to talk today about three things that set us up for self-sabotage and what to do about it. Okay. Let me get some water. Three things that set set us up for sabotage. The first is shaming your body to change. The second, restricting food. And the third, the all or nothing mindset. So let's start with shaming your body to change. Remember in the diet cycle on Monday, we talked about how that's the first, that's the entrance to the diet cycle is some form of shame, some form of like, I'm desperate to get out of my body. I'm there's shame about my body. So I have to get out of it. That's how we get, that's how we start the diet cycle. I want you to look at this picture. Um, I don't know how many of you are mothers, but. Um I know that when I am I guess shameful, I don't know if that's the right word, but when I'm mean in my responses to my kids when I'm uh when I do it with shame or when I um get angry or you you, you or, or anything like that, how do you think they respond when we shame our kids? Or when kids are shamed into changing? Do they respond well? What do they do? They get shut down or defensive. Yeah. Right? Does it change behavior long term? Sometimes, it, here's the thing sometimes <laughs> they feel bad. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, they're in the moment, like they will listen. Oh, mom yelled at me. Like, you know, they will have that moment. But does that long-term change behavior? Does it create positive momentum for good behavior? Now let's look at another scenario for a minute. What if instead you <coughs> stepped in to a space of learning to teach, work with them, right? We're not shaming or anything like that. We're helping them. Hey, let me show you what this looks like. Let me show you what it looks like to work on this, or let's practice this behavior. How much better does that, how much more does that help them change? How much does that Support them. So, let me make sure. I gonna... So, here's what I want you to know self compassion is the number one indicator for change. People change when they feel good, but diet it, culture teaches us to change when we feel bad. Have you ever thought about that before? Um so, when we are when we are trying to get out, when we are trying to when we get into the diet cycle, we're trying to escape our bodies, we're trying to get out. That automatically puts us in this place of a, a, a shameful approach, right? We're desperate to get out of it. How long does that work? Uh oh, something was uh, garbled. Sorry. Um, what was it? Tell me what you missed, and I'll go back. I'll try to go back. Um, I'm hopeful it is working. Sorry about that, guys. Um, okay. I will. I will go back. I'll start here. Self-compassion is the number one indicator for long term change people change when they feel good and you have some evidence of this in your life if you're a mother you can see this in your children if you are you know a boss you see this in your employees you know you see this when people want to change it has to come from a place of positivity otherwise we enter sabotage right otherwise it fizzles out it doesn't last long term So what we're saying here is that when we enter the diet cycle, it's because we are desperate to get out of our bodies, right? We're desperate to get out of our bodies. And that's called shaming our body to change. So here's what I want you to think about for a minute. What if instead of getting out wanting to get out of our current body, because you guys here have goals, right? You have things you want to work on, right? And instead of focusing so much on getting out of our bodies and shaming them to change, what if we could shift the narrative to say, I want to nurture my body to change. What would change for you? Just that simple little shift in phrase. How does that feel? I want you guys to participate in this with me. How does that feel? To think about going from, I am desperate to get out of this body. I've got to change it to, what would it look like for me to support it, nurture it through the change process? What, what What are you feeling right now? My body and I become a team working together instead of fighting each other. Yeah. I love that. Softer approach sounds so much more positive, feels so much kinder. Yeah. How would that approach change? What what would you do? What would you do differently? Think about that for a minute. What would I do differently? If I, if I shifted my perspective, it's way more appealing. Yeah. But why don't we do it? Why do you think there's a gap there? Be more willing. Oh, I like that. More willing to choose supportive behaviors. So I just, I want you guys to think of this, like what, what my, how would my approach and my outcome change? I have a tickle in my throat this morning. It's the opposite of what I have done up until now. Wow. That's powerful. That's a big shift, right? A mental shift and a physical shift. It's so different than what we've done forever. Yeah. So here's what I want you to know. Self-sabotage cannot exist. You cannot sabotage your results when there is no expectation of perfection. So I want you to think about that for a minute. Um, You cannot sabotage if there is no expectation of perfection. I've tried to mentally shift this, but then it's hard to follow through. It's a practice. Absolutely. It takes practice, right? It takes practice to shift into this identity, but knowing that your body is worthy of nurturing to change rather than shaming to change makes a huge difference. Okay. So that's number one. We can't sabotage if we don't have an expectation of perfection and shaming to change sets us up for sabotage, right? It creates an expect a, an expectation of perfection. Nurturing through change changes the narrative. I am learning. I am growing. I am practicing. I am working with my body instead of against my body. Do you see this? Okay, the second one um, here. Second way we um we set up set ourselves up for self-sabotage so what comes to your mind when you see this what words what thoughts what feelings all of that like just i want to know just tell me like the first word that comes to your mind when you see this slide Yum. <laughs> yeah. Bad. Yeah. Unhealthy. Yeah. So we're all going to have, uh, unhealthy, different, different, um, feelings about, about this food, right? Upset stomach combination of yuck and yum weight gain. Yeah. So these foods are off limits when you're on a diet right? It's very rare. You see a diet that's like, go eat all the French fries (coughs) or go eat all the hamburgers. Right? So when we restrict food, what happens? What happens when you decide to go on a diet? Yeah, tempting. I won't be able to control myself. Yeah. What happens when you decide to go on a diet? And this food is off limits. Someone tell me that this food becomes like way more desirable, right? Like it is off limits. So all of a sudden it's like, oh, it looks so much better, right? When you cannot have a hamburger, you instantly want a hamburger. Well, here's the thing. The moment you banish a food, it instantly builds up a craving. You think about it more, you want it more. Absolutely, the moment you banish the food, it instantly builds up a craving. So our second step for um, getting out of self sabotage is where to go. <coughs> Binge on it for cheat meals. Yeah, yeah. Oops, wrong slide. Um, is restrict is not restricting food, because here's the thing. Guilt and shame cannot exist when food is allowed. Have you ever thought about it this way before? When food is allowed, when you know that you can have ice cream for breakfast, if you want it, when you know that those fries are available to you and you eat them and when they're mentally and physically allowed in your life, Guilt and shame can't exist because guilt and shame exist when things are off limits. So when food is allowed, we can then step into a place of less binging. You guys shared with me that, you know, binging uh, ensues after you see, after all those foods are off limits or you tend to eat the foods that are off limits, right? You, You binge on them, but they're still not allowed even if you eat them or even if you don't eat them in your mind, they're still not allowed. And that brings guilt and shame. So when food is allowed, we don't binge as much. When food is allowed, sabotage completely disappears. We don't have anything to sabotage. When food is allowed, it allows room for balance. So remember, it's okay if you're not there right now, but you're seeing what bringing, allowing food back into your life without restriction, what it can bring for you. It takes away those big, heavy swings from diet restriction to overeating and binging. Yeah, I binge on the weekends. Maybe it's because there's you know, some sort of a feeling of restriction during the week and the weekend is this free time. Right? So when things are allowed, guilt and shame cannot exist and sabotage disappears. And I want you to think about it this way, really quickly. I like to envision this concept as um, a, a, a little kid in a room and there's a bunch of toys around, bunch of toys, right? And they can play with all the toys that they want. They're playing and they're fine, whatever. And you come in the room and you say, hey, little buddy, I'm going to take this toy and whatever, give it away. What is the first reaction of that kid? <laughs> they forget about all the other foods or not the other, the other toys um, that they you know were playing with that were available to them. And they instantly want that off limits toy. And they forget about the availability but as soon as that as soon as that availability was there and they knew that they could access the toys they're fine again right but as soon as you take that away what do they do panic right i want that that's the same principle that we're talking about here so when it's allowed you know and you can get to a place where you can feel comfortable playing with it and practicing and utilizing it in a balanced way, knowing that you're not chasing after that one thing that's not allowed or those few things that aren't allowed. It brings peace. Okay. So that's number two. The second thing that causes sabotage is restricting food. You want to get out of that? We allow all foods. Third, I'm going to stop sharing for a minute. Um, yeah. I'm glad you guys like that analogy. I always love to share analogies because I think they're really powerful and helpful. Um, okay. Third thing that causes that set us up for self-sabotage is the all or nothing mindset. Have you guys experienced this? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the all or nothing mindset is Um, uh, we most often, most of us feel it at some point and remember that when we step into the all or nothing mindset, what does, what is that expectation there? An expectation of perfection. It's either all in and I'm doing it perfectly, or I'm all out and not doing anything anyone experienced that swing story of my life yeah i like to think of it as a pendulum swing um here let's give an analogy or a visual so like you have a pendulum right and it just this is a really bad uh one but so you have a a pendulum and it kind of swings right and when you get into all or nothing thinking you usually exist like let's say this is the strict um the strict side right restriction all of that and then when you so you stay on the diet you do all that stuff well when you get offered like a treat or something happens you swing really really hard think about a swing the higher you go on one end the higher you're going to go on the next the other end right so when you're stepping into all or nothing thinking you're all the way here like this is it and you're setting yourself up for a really really big swing the other direction. Right. And, you know, I know some of us are thrill seekers, but in this arena, how would it feel to be down here? without the highs and the lows that you're experiencing in the diet weight loss and to feel like there's just this calm, happy balance, this calm, happy swinging. What would that, what would that mean for you? So if you get into the all or nothing mindset, if you expect it to be perfect, then anything less will not be, will, will not be good enough, right? It'll be sabotage every two weeks. Yeah. I either eat salads or cookies. I love that. Like that concept, right? I'm either on the diet or I'm like way off of it. And we don't, we don't want to exist in these extremes, it's exhausting. No wonder we're exhausted. Right? So here is our solution to this. I'm going to pull up my screen again. Your your um, solution to getting out of the all or nothing approach is to shift your approach, your identity to becoming a detective. Because here's what we know. We're not going to do things perfectly ever. Some things will go well and some things won't go well. That's human nature. That's normal. We will mess up. We will have learning experiences. So remember yesterday, we talked about stepping into the identity of being her now. Well, this is your opportunity now to say, how can I put on the detective hat in my life? What does a detective do? You guys share with me. What, does, what is the role of a detective? I'm going to grab some water while you think about that for a minute and share in the comments. What is the role of a detective? What do they do? Figure out why. Yeah. Good. I like that one. What else? Look for clues. Yeah. Find clues, evidence to find answers to questions. Investigate. Wonderful. Love this. Go to the root cause. Ooh, I like that. So getting out of the all or nothing mindset requires us to step into the role of detective in our life. When something doesn't work, you reflect on it, you learn from it, and then you take that into your next experience. Observe, that's a perfect example, right? You observe what happened here, For example, I overate. Um, let's just say, okay, I overate like crazy after dinner. I was so hungry or let's say like before dinner, I was so hungry. I came home from dinner. I was starving. I overate and now I feel so much guilt because I'm like, I'm just, I don't feel good. I way overate. Well, let's put, at first we'd say, well, I, I'm just going to keep going. Like I've failed already. I'm out of, I'm out of it. Like I've just already, I've already destroyed my results. Like I've totally messed everything up. I'm just going to eat the cookies. I'm going to keep going tomorrow. I'm going to wake up and do the same thing. Like, you know, that spiral, right? Spiral out of control. I know you guys know that feeling and that experience. And instead you say, hold on, What might have caused this? I'm going to put the detective role on my head. I'm going to look for clues and I'm going to observe. What might have caused this? (gasps) I skipped lunch. No wonder my body was hungry. I'm going to learn for next time that I need to honor my hunger during lunchtime, or I at least need to set a timer to check in with myself to see how I'm feeling. Like if I'm hungry, right before I get too far, or I'm going to stop ignoring those cues. I'm going to listen. I'm going to say, what are my hunger cues? so that I listen and honor them in the moment. Or you have a really stressful day and, you know, you. this used to be my story. It was st- treats were a celebration of anything. So every night I would deserve or earn a treat, right? I either deserved it because I had a hard day. I deserved it because I passed a test. I deserved it because I did something good. I made it through the day. Like every day was a celebration. And then I would get so mad at myself for doing that every single day. And a lot of, you know, a lot of women share that like the end of the night is that decompression. So there's emotion going on there of like I need something to decompress with food, right? And we overeat and we have guilt and shame and all of those things. But what if you put that detective hat on and you said, what do I need in the evening? What am I feeling? Do I need to just go to bed? Do I need something that's a stress-free activity? Do I need to just relax, right? You put on this detective hat, you observe, you look for clues, you um, look for opportunities to figure out how to support yourself without the food that leads to the guilt and the shame, right? So here's another thing. Um, Did I write it down for you guys so you can see? No. Um, Sabotage cannot exist if you become a detective because failed attempts are nothing more than learning opportunities and failed is in quotes, right? Because we could call them failures, but they're never failures but those attempts that don't go the way that you want to. You cannot sabotage your results when you have the detective hat on. Does that change something for you? Does that shift your perspective? So we've just learned three ways to get out of the sabotage cycle. One, Nurture your body to change instead of shame it. Focus on stepping into nurturing. Two, allow food physically and emotionally into your life without restriction. And three, step into the detective role. So your affirmation today, and Jill's posting those every day so you guys can put them on your phone and all of that is I am learning to become a detective of my own body. Imperfection is a gift. What would change? But we're almost done. What would change for you today if you stepped into the detective role in your life? Let's finish with that. What would change for you if you stepped into the detective role in your pursuit of wellness, weight loss, change, anything. I want you guys to share that with me. What would change if I chose to step into the detective role of my own body? So as those are coming in, as you're thinking about them, your homework today is to really think about choosing one area to shift your mindset. Okay. We did, we did just talk about three and I don't over, I don't want to overwhelm you, but I want you to think like, where can I look at this, these three different ways of self-sabotage? Where am I struggling the most? Where can I focus on one area to shift that mindset today? So that is your homework for today. Um, okay. Let's read some of your comments here. Um, lots of them. Yay. Last night I ate too much and was miserable. I thought about it and realized I ate too fast to allow myself to listen. So I took smaller bites and chewed my food to taste it so I could enjoy. Awesome, right? That was a perfect example of putting on that detective hat. Um, I would have more self-knowledge, a better plan, more positive change. Yeah, I'd be so much kinder to myself and probably have a lot more success. So maybe for you, it's really working on nurturing your body right? Maybe that's kind of the thing that you focus on today. Um, Positivity. I get to learn my body, which gives me a chance to love my body. Oh, I love that. All of a sudden we're creating a relationship with versus working against, right? So powerful. Eat consciously, eat mindfully, sometimes good, sometimes bad and not feel bad, right? allowing. So maybe for you, it's, it's allowing foods and stepping into a mindful space of allowing foods and mindfully eating and exploring foods, leave guilt out. Yeah. Guilt and shame cannot exist when food is allowed. Easy. Sabotage cannot exist when there is no expectation of perfection. And sabotage cannot exist when you become a detective because those failed quote failed attempts are nothing more than learning opportunities. So that is your that is your homework for today is to focus on one of those areas and um, really dive into like what it looks like for you to change. The thoughts about it, as well as the actions, the things that you do as a result of what you think about it. So you have an affirmation today to focus on putting that detective hat on um, and, and focus on one area that maybe you struggle with and what it might look like to work on it. And we're going to have a um, accountability post still today. So come in later and share with that. And you guys are amazing. You're doing amazing. I love the shifts that you're having. Thank you for joining me. Um, You guys are showing up and doing the work wherever you're at. If you're live, if you're watching the replay, you really are doing wonderful work and know that um, you're never behind. Okay. So I just want to remind everyone, like, I know, you know, we come and go. I know we're, some of us are live. Some of us are watching the replay. Maybe we're trying to capture what's happening yesterday. It's okay. Get what you need to out of this challenge and you'll get the things that you need as long as you keep showing up. That's a motto we have inside Food Freedom, keep showing up because you're either winning or you're learning and that's what the detective role is. Okay, so thank you for joining me. We're going to be back tomorrow and we're going to be breaking down these diet barriers tomorrow. The things that are keeping you stuck in the diet cycle and those barriers to getting out of them. Um, so I will see you all tomorrow. Have a lovely day. Bye. Okay. My friend, if you love the woman of wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review. This helps the women that need this message, have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.